about naked and be seen exposed. That's talking about keeping the robe of righteousness, the holiness of Christ Jesus upon so that we not be found naked and ashamed on the day of Christ's return, but also living in his sight, clothed and covered and so that we will not be shameful as those who are caught on that day when Jesus comes back. Now, in the time where this was written, in the times of the Greek and the Romans, uh, listen to this, it's interesting. Um, homosexuality was not only accepted, it was considered a higher level of love. In the days of, that Paul was writing this, it was considered a higher form of love. It was even praised as a lifestyle. How many of you know that on TV is being praised as a lifestyle? What people say and do on TV won't get you to heaven. That's naked and ashamed. It was a praised lifestyle. It was called a higher form of love. Homosexually, as well as all sin, is an open rejection of the knowledge of God. And it says that they receive in themselves the penalty of their error, which was their due. When we reject God, that sin opens the door for curses, for diseases, and also for shame. And uh, one of the things that the, these books and other books talk about is the confusion of uh, that there is no, there's no such thing as a homosexual gene. And all the doctors who have studied everything else, there's no such thing as a homosexual gene. That is something made up by man. God made a man gene, a male gene, a chromosome, and he made a female chromosome and, and, and gene. And you're either a man or a woman. If you're a man, be all man. If you're a woman, be all woman. There is no in-between. Amen. Nobody here is confused, huh? If you're confused, please stand up right now. We'll pray for you. Anybody confused, we'll pray for you. It says, man abandons God and actually turns away from God and gives God up. When we abandon God, we give God up. This is called spiritual abandonment. God has given men a free will. And if, if a man wills to turn away from God, he can. And God will not interfere. God has given man free choice. I want to read this to you. To do so, if God will interfere with your lifestyle, with your sin, you say, if God doesn't like it, why doesn't he stop me? Listen to this. To do so would take man's away, man's freedom. So God appeals to man spiritually to be to, through mercy, love, and grace. He will not violate, violate your choice. He cannot. Man would become a robot if God would take over your choices, over your life. If we, would not if we would not understand that we have a choice, we would not understand or experience, we would never experience the love of God, the goodness of God, the care of God, the concern of God, the feelings of God. Love is not love if it's obligated a cohorse to do something. God would not be the God of agape if he would force us to do what his will is. He's given us a choice that he wants us to love him like he loved us enough to be willing to sacrifice ourselves as he was willing to sacrifice himself so we could experience what goodness, care, concern, and feelings are. I would hate to be in a marriage. And my wife's sitting back there. She just got through with her counseling session. I would hate to be in a marriage where I've got to twist my wife and I've got to beat her for her to tell me she loves me. I would hate to be in a marriage knowing that I'm living with someone who does not want to live with me, who does not love me, who does not even want to see me. That would be the worst, worst thing in the world, to be married to somebody for over 27 years, that I have to make love me, talk to me, 
It would be horrible to have somebody who feel like they're obligated and I have to put a gun to their head for them to even say they love me or want me or, or desire me or so forth and so on. I would never, even if I, I wanted that person so bad, to make them love me would never fulfill me. I, I want to know out of her own free will that I'm the apple of her eye and I'm the, her heart and I'm her desire. And I would not want to be made to love her and to make up that I love her. Because she would never, she would know it's not genuine if I'm made to do it. Well, the love between us and our Heavenly Father is only genuine when it's a free will offering and is not made. So God will not make you do what is right. But you will never experience the love and know the true love of a God who's giving you choice so you could experience His love, His grace, and His mercy. He will leave you alone and let you do exactly what you want to do. And God has no matter in the choice. If you desire a life of sin and you desire to live for yourself, he has to allow you to be abandoned to your choice. The word uncleanliness there in the Greek, I won't give it to you in the Greek because I don't know how to pronounce it. But the word uncleanliness there means impurity, filthiness, immorality, defilement, dirt, pollution, contamination, and infection. When men turn from God and abandon God to live unclean and moral lives, God leaves them. He abandons them to their choice. God lets men wallow around in their filthiness. Therefore, men are condemned by their own cleanliness and their own filth of their hearts. The word lust means passionate cravings, desires, and urges. It means, listen to this, it means to long after what break God's heart. It means to desire and go after what God cannot stand in his sight. God cares deeply about the human body and he judges any person who abuses the body. And some scriptures you could study is Matthew 6, 11, 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 1 Corinthians 3, 17, also 1 Corinthians 6, 18, 19, and 20. Uh, talks about the importance of the human body. So once again, I want to encourage you that he loves every part of you and every part needs to be dedicated for the glory of God. Amen. Now, just a few scriptures to give you. You don't have to look these up. First John 2, 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And we're talking about that there very clearly. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doth the will of God abideth forever. Jeremiah 1.16 And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness who have forsaken me. And then Jeremiah 15.6 says, Thou hast forsaken me, saith the Lord. Thou art gone backward, therefore I will stretch out my hand against thee. I am weary with repenting i am weary with repenting oh god i'm sorry lord i didn't mean to do that oh lord i messed up again i am weary with repenting do you love me love what i love and hate what i hate second chronicles 37 and be not like your fathers and like your brothers which trespass against the lord the god of their fathers who therefore give them up to the up to desolation as you see in Romans 1, 26 and 27, it talks about that God shows wrath by giving men up to their vile, unnatural affections. That word, uh, natural, uh, vile affection, means, means passions, dishonor, disgrace, shame, and degrade. Uh, degre- yeah, yeah, it means putting yourself down. 
It means passions that cannot be controlled or governed, that run loose and wild, no matter how much a person tries to control them. If you're battling something in your life, you're listening by uh, internet or CD, there's good news in the gospel that Jesus Christ came to set the captives free. And he hates all forms of captivity and he wants you to rise up. And even though it's baby steps, he wants us to hate all forms of captivity and things that would contaminate our body, our spirit, and our soul. And I want you to know tonight that if you're battling something in your mind, in your mind, in your emotions, in your heart, in your life, Jesus has come to set you free. And there is nothing that he cannot, through the grace and the mercy and the power of the Holy Spirit, help us conquer and break. And God wants you to personally have a breakthrough. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? The reason God gives men over to their affections and unnatural passions and cravings, it means things that are unlawful. It talks about their, their burning for one another. Unnatural affection, and it gives the word in the Greek for homosexuality. Women burn and lust and exchange the natural use into that which is against nature, and it is against nature. It's not natural for a woman to do anything with another woman. And the young people, if there's any young people end up watching this, it's not natural for a girl to kiss a girl. I don't care who sings about it. It's not natural for a boy to kiss a boy. I hope they bite your tongue off. Men burn, it says, in their lust one toward another. Men with men doing that which is shameful. Sin takes place in the heart. Men burn within, crave the sin before they commit the act. That's why this word is coming forth before you now. You may not be doing the sin, and there are many people who are hiding that are confused about what gender or what sex they are. There may be some listening by internet or CD that you've wondered if you might be a homosexual or a lesbian because of different desires burning within you. And you're guilty of that sin even before you do it. But the great thing about it is in Jesus is that before you fall into that lifestyle, you can be free from that burning desire tonight in Jesus' name. You don't have to allow that burning desire to live on the inside of you and end up bringing you into a lifestyle that would contaminate you and curse you and shame you forever. But the Holy Spirit can break and destroy that, that consuming lust, that consuming confusion, the lie of the enemy, the result of, of, of abuse, that result of being neglected, that result of confusion coming through a father who didn't appreciate you or a mother who abandoned you or a father who wanted a son instead of a daughter so you practically turned yourself into a man to please your father whatever reason there may be there is healing through your heavenly father who knows who you are who made you who you are and desires for you to be that perfect daughter and that perfect son that he called you to be there's freedom from that burning lust even before you act on it the craving that sets a flame to pursue the shameful act hearts burning after other men not after god and the bible says in first thessalonians 4 4 5 that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. Every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Sin dishonors the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he says, you're supposed to know how to possess your vessel. Not in the lust, even as the Gentiles who do not know God. So there's a scripture I want to share with you. In Leviticus chapter 18, if you'd turn there with me. Leviticus chapter 18. Because there's a lot of confusion and I won't have time to get into it tonight, but I want to encourage you. If you're listening by internet, tune in next week. And if you're here tonight, next week I'm going to be going into the book of Jude. 
And I'm going to be going into some other scriptures. And I'm going to share with you where it talks about in the last days. There's going to be doctrines or churches and ministers who will accept alternative lifestyles. And that's nothing but doctrine of devils. And I will be giving you uh, uh, records and stories of churches who are accepting that lifestyle and do not want to offend anyone or want to accept it or, or even ministers who are practicing it, homosexual ministers and, and, and things like that. So we'll get into that next week. We won't have time, but tonight I want to lay a foundation. Listen to the scripture here in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. And I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. Leviticus 18, verse 22. Listen to what it says. Preachers say the word homosexuality is not in the Bible. Would you please listen? Do not practice homosexuality. Having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. The message says do not have sex with a man as one does with a woman. The King James Bible also uses the word homosexuality. Jump over to chapter 20. Leviticus chapter 20. Verse 13. Leviticus 20, verse 13. This is also the New Living Translation. If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. In other words, God says there's the death penalty. For the act of homosexuality. That's how much he detested it. Because in the beginning God created man and what? Man and woman. He did not create Adam and Steve. He created Adam and Eve. Amen. So we see here in the word of God. That it is detestable. And it brings and reaps death. Now look go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Do we love you? Yes we love you. That's why we speak the truth to you. Speak the truth in love. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. This is the New King James. It says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, it's not just homosexuality. All sin will keep you out of the kingdom of God and all the goodness of God. But what we're talking about here is out of Romans chapter 1 is homosexuality. And it is in the Bible. It says in the Living Translation, it says, are those who practice homosexuality. Now, I, I want to uh, finish tonight with uh, a, a few comments here. Time magazine said the homosexual revolution is still changing the way Americans see many of their most basic institutions. Family, church, schools, military, media, culture among them. Now we're talking about 10% of the population of America that are so bold and so demonic that they are, they are filtered, they are doing more damage than Islam or anything else. And trying to take the souls of our young people. One of the things I want to show you that some homosexual ministers preach. Is that God did not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Because the men of Sodom and Gomorrah were homosexuals. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Because 
they, the angels did not love the men. And that's what they preach from pulpit. The consequences of homosexuality has been shown even through the deeds of God as death and destruction. Now it goes on to say from Time Magazine, everywhere one looks there are signs of gay acceptability, formerly unimaginable. Gays are working openly in the White House and on Capitol Hill. A gay man is president of the Minnesota State Senate. Not president of the United States, but the Minnesota State Senate. And another is a Democrat candidate for the Secretary of State in California. Pop stars, Olympic heroes acknowledge that they are gay. The gay dollar is courted by big companies and gay tourism is encouraged. Earlier this month, 20,000 gay men and women were made to welcome the icon of family life in Disney World. But I tell you, how many read Charisma Magazine this week? In Charisma Magazine, what just, I just read it today. TBN opened up the Holy Land in Orlando, Florida. And it is the same time as Gay Day. And the gays wore red shirts and went into there that in an hour and a half, a park that's supposed to hold thousands was already full because they wanted to make a point that we're out there and we got the control. And so th- there is a, a, a spirit of hate and there's a spirit of war that is behind this spirit as it was in Sodom and Gomorrah and it has been for the beginning of time. And they're wanting to penetrate schools. They want to penetrate. In fact, I have, a, I have a, uh, their, their, their mandate, which is that we want to get into the schools, the YMCAs. We want to get to these places and we want to molest your children and we want to convert them into being gay also. Listen to this. The homosexual lobby has tremendous political and social power. Former Congressman William Dansmeyer observed, the effect of the homosexual movement on the federal legislation has been stunning. The homosexual community is current pulling out all the stops to secure passage of local and national homosexual civil rights bills, which have already passed in some states. The Human Rights Campaign, HRC, fund, the Homosexual Political Action Committee, PAC, is one of the largest independent in the nation. By November 5th, uh, it, had, it, it would have contributed more than $1.1 million to the campaign of candidates that they endorse. You wonder how a lot of these liberal candidates have so much uh, money coming in to, to push their agendas and push their commercials and so forth and so on. It's because there's a lot of well-known actors and singers and uh, athletes and so forth and so on that are for homosexuality that support it with millions of dollars. Uh, they, they sent over 100 million pieces of voter education literature during the last cycle uh, and they made 210 endorsements and contributed over a million dollars to different political groups. Politics isn't the only arena of the HRC and other homosexual forums are active. Public schools are prime targets for reaching the normal people with gay and lesbian festivals. Listen to this of Citizen Magazine. It says, in Marin County, California, all second through fifth graders at Pleasant Valley School were called to assemble put by the local theater group. The group taught the children's slogans such as, I am gay and it's okay. The skits included one of a girl cutting her hair and running away with her girlfriend. One fourth grade child went home and told his parents that he learned about families with two daddies and two mommies and words like homosexual and lesbian. One fourth grade girl reportedly asked her father if she was a lesbian because she still liked girls better than boys. You see how they start penetrating and just 
planting these lies in their mind. Many parents were outraged because they had not been informed of the assembly or the material it would address. If y'all remember, I showed DVDs after DVDs uh, last year of all the different things that are happening behind parents' backs that they don't even know about. Books that are being given out, books that are in the library, teachings that are being done in class. And that's why we have to, as parents, we have to go through our children's book sacks. We have to look at their material. We have to ask them questions. And we have to make sure that they have a real understanding about what uh, uh, the Bible is all about. Time Magazine committed commented that increasingly, especially for young American, homosexuality is seen as a straightforward matter of self-expression as identity. The former U.S. Surgeon General, uh, Joycelyn Elders, revealed her own agenda when she argued about homosexuals should be just as free as heterosexual. The former Surgeon General is wrong. Homosexuality is neither normal nor healthy. And, and uh, it was on and talks about different things, about hurting different ones. And it says, according to the uh, this comment, there is little question that the homosexual movement is part of the partial American liberalism and the uh, preservation of tradition, traditional society and the values of most Americans cherish does not require the denial of homosexual ideology. It is impossible to predict whether or not the homosexual movement will be successful. Where it is to succeed, however, is the nation we have known would cease to exist. How I many know we've got some fighting to do? Amen. Now, one thing I want to encourage you about is there a book right here. It's a small book, so it's easy to read, but it's so full of so many documentation. You need to know the name of it is The Facts on Homosexuality. The Facts on Homosexuality, and it's by John Ankerberg and John Weldon. And I'm going to leave it right here if you want to look at it and write down the title. Now, my wife and I went to a, a seminar a while back and uh, one of the speakers was Dr. David Foster, who has a, a, a big book here called Sexual Healing. Now, this book doesn't only... He was a homosexual prostitute in California. He was a male prostitute in California. But he got saved, he got delivered, and he's a minister of the gospel today. Hallelujah. And he tells thousands of testimonies of people who came out of that type of lifestyle. But this book has chapters on ch child predators, pornography... Masturbation, adultery, fornication, uh, but also on homosexuality because he was in that lifestyle. And I want to end by just reading a few things here. It says, gay activists are always trying to make it appear as though homosexuality has been proven safe, normal, and healthy. They point out, and, and this is very important, and you can look this up for yourself. They point out the fact that the American Psychiatric Association removed homosexuality from the list of emotional disorders back in 1970. What they don't tell you. What they don't tell you. Is that the decision to do so was made by a small committee. Led by homosexual therapists. Under threats of intimidation by gay activists. Who have been storming their meetings. And demanding a change. The change was not based on scientific evidence or discovery but was purely the result of intimidation. And it came out in 1978 from actual members that were present that 69% of the psychiatrists disagreed with the vote to remove homosexual from the list of disorders. And they tell you why that homosexuality is a reason for many of the disorders. It's, it's, a, it's emotional brokenness, and it comes from a profound, safe hatred 
because I am who I am, but I hate myself for it. They must see that they are not loving homosexuals, uh, but are hurting them by endorsing their destructive lifestyle. All these people who get up at these music awards and everybody gets up on TV and, and, and talks about gay rights and supporting gay rights and how we must love them. We love them, but to love them is to tell them the truth of what, how they are hurting themselves. And, and this is what, listen to this. To truly love homosexuals involves telling them the truth and showing them the way out that is per permanent and eternal through the forgiveness, healing, and transformation that comes through an obedient and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. The unhealthy patterns of homosexuality is sexual diseases, mental health, illness, substance abuse, suicide, dysfunctional relationships, domestic violence, adult male attraction for preteens, and adult male attraction for teens. Listen to this. According to Dr. Jeffrey, homosexuals have a high risk for 25 to 30 year decrease of life expectancy. Chronic and potential fatal liver disease and infectious hepatitis with increase of risk of liver cancer. Fatal immune diseases including associated cancers. Frequently fatal rectal cancer. Multiple bowel and other infectious diseases. And a much higher than usual Incidents of suicide. It brings people down to suicide. According to a study, domestic violence occurs 25 to 33% of all same-sex relationships. Tell me it's not wrong. We read in Romans that sin brings a curse upon itself. And here you're hearing that 25 to 33% of all same-sex relationships have a higher rate than a regular uh, heterosexual couples. Among gay men, the incidence of domestic violence is nearly double that than a heterosexual uh, population. And among le lesbians, it's high as 47%. 91% of the lesbians in the study also reported that they abused drugs. Homosexual partners last on an average of only a year and a half. A man in a homosexual relationship has an average of eight partners a year outside of his partner. Eight partners a year outside of his own partner. I'm telling you something. If you're fighting this, you don't know what true love and true satisfaction is. And that's why you continue looking for the void and the hurt and cover the shame in your heart by drugs and through other relationships. What you need is an intimate relationship of knowing the love of Jesus Christ. The highest increase in suicide, substance abuse, alcoholism, and gay domestic violence are in the areas that exhibit the most pro-gay sentiment, which is the Netherlands and San Francisco. Active homosexuals are at a greater risk for overall mental problems and are 6.5 times more likely than their uh, others to, to attempt suicide. The suicide rate among gay teens is also very high because the gay community is telling them that they are born gay and can never change. Hopelessness is the message that is driving them to despair. Now I'm going to stop there and I'm going to leave this book down because it goes on to talk about the uh, science of healing uh, overcoming homosexual confusion and so forth and so on. And there's a number of chapters here written by ex-homosexual who is now a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, there's a number of uh, websites, including his own. But one website I want to give you before we close tonight is called um, um, exodusnorthamerica.org. Exodus 
northamerica.org. And that is so that Jesus can help you and cleanse you and free you from that. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If you're listening to this by internet uh, and, and you, you are right now, you may be right there just crying out to be free. You, nobody may know, but God knows and God loves you. I want to pray a prayer over you and the church here is going to agree with me. And we're going to pray that God will give you grace and, and that his mercy and love will be revealed to you and you, you'll look for freedom through Jesus. If you're a minister, you're a priest, you call yourself a Christian, but yet you believe that homosexuality is an life, acceptable lifestyle, I pray that you will study the word of God and you will look at these scriptures and you realize that from the very beginning, God showed us through creation that he desired for a man and a woman to be together. So let's pray, church. Father, we come before you and we lift up those who may be listening to this on internet. We pray on those who right now are so filled of confusion and hurt and pain. Also those who are so full of hate because they feel like they're always the ones being attacked. But the truth is, is that the truth will set free. And Lord, we believe your word and you gave us this word because you love us so much that your word saves our life. Father, I pray for someone to be with listening right now, that they will pray with me. And I recognize, and I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I recognize that my homosexuality has been displeasing to you. I confess my sin before you, and I ask for your power and grace to completely remove myself and, and, and my previous lifestyle. I understand that you are holy, and my sin has separated me from you. Therefore, I now receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Believing that he died on the cross for all of my sins, that he rose from the dead on the third day. I thank you that by faith in your son, I can now know that all my sins have been forgiven, past, present, and future. I no longer need to fear your judgment because what Christ has accomplished on the cross. With your help, I resolve to seek any help or counseling necessary to obey your will for my life. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You're listening to us. You can write us on the internet. You could send us an email uh, at wordofgrace.cc. And uh, we would be glad to respond and give you any information that we can. And we love you in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for those who are caught in other areas of adultery, fornication. Those who have been victims of child molestation. Those who have know of those who are involved in these type of things or any other type of rejection of your perfect will. Lord, any type of vices, any type of addiction, anything that is a sin against our spirit, our soul, and Lord, the sexual sins that are against our own bodies as well as our souls. Lord, I pray tonight, those listening and we here tonight, we receive your grace and your power and your knowledge to be able to break the chains asunder through the precious name of Jesus. We thank you for the power of the blood of Christ that is able to cleanse us, remove the stain and remove the guilt, and remove the power of any and all sins. We thank you that you have delivered us from a lifestyle of being slaves to sin, any type. Thank you that you have given us the power that we, the old man, was buried. And we've been raised as a new man in Jesus, our Savior. We praise you for the power that raised Christ from the dead that dwells within us. That is able, enabling us and ever present to help us. To stand against the temptations and to crucify the flesh and say no to that which would harm us and others participating in these sins. We ask you for mercy, mercy, mercy over our lives. 
Have mercy over our eyes, our ears, our mouth, our bodies. Have mercy over our hearts, our thoughts. I come against any type of lust that is even in the area still of desire. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name that the love for you and the love for your word and the unction of the Holy Spirit would grow stronger on the inside of us and be stronger than any natural impulse or any lust of the flesh. That we may walk out of your house free tonight by the power of the living God. That we are able to sustain and hold our bodies as vessels that are holy and acceptable and pleasing to you. Thank you that you are helping us tonight. and You're strengthening us as we're studying the book of Romans to walk the new life you gave us through Christ. Thank you that we are not those who walk about naked and ashamed and open targets for the devil and for curses. But I thank you that we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. I thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I thank you that it is not our will to live after the flesh, but it is our will to live according to your word and your will, Father. Thank you that you do not lead us to temptation. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you are in us to lead us out of temptation. Make us strong against anything that would rise up against us. Thank you that greater is the one that's on the inside of us than anything or anyone in the world. Thank you for our high priest, Christ Jesus, who understands the areas that we're frail, fragile, and weak in, but that there is an anointing that when I am weak, there I am strong. We decrease tonight and humble ourselves that you increase in our minds, our souls, and our bodies. And we pray and receive this by faith. And we thank you that we choose, (laughs) we choose to love you and to serve you only and to follow you and live lives pleasing to you. That we put our choices aside for sin and our choice is to live holy for you. We pray and we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, once again, I want to encourage you. We have these books here. And if that's not enough, I've got a number of other books and uh, websites that you can get a hold of. I, 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 know, I know you don't have that problem. Praise God. But you, know, you may know people who do. And you want to help. And you want to love. And you can give them information to tell them, listen, th- this is something to help you. It help you get out of this trap that you're in. So that you don't have to live hiding. You don't have to be living, believing you're something that Jesus didn't create you to be. Isn't it awesome to be a new creature in Christ Jesus? Amen. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Are you thankful that you're a new creature in Christ Jesus? Amen. And I just praise God the curses are broken. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against any generational curse of homosexuality, lesbianism, bestiality, any curses through adultery, fornication, any form of witchcraft and sodomy, any, any areas of incest, abusements. I come against every form of victimization in the name of Jesus. I rise up against you in the authority of the name of Jesus, of anyone and everyone who has been hurt and victimized through a stronghold of demonic spirit in someone else or through the lineage of generational curses. I come against it in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. 
And I praise you that that same anointing is here to unloose and undo the works of the enemy. And I praise you right now that there is an anointing upon every area of victimization in any area over every man and every woman, every child, even those in youth and royal rangers and, and, and girls for Christ and the nursery, over every age group in Jesus' name. I praise you that there is an anointing that is able to destroy every form of yoke and lift every form of burden. I claim every mind to be set free. I claim every walls to be broken. I come against the desires and the love to live a life pleasing to the flesh and not pleasing to God. I praise you for the unction of the Holy Spirit. To just break apart the desires of the flesh. And that we treat our bodies as you would love us to treat them. To watch over our souls and our spirits. To watch what we listen and what we look at and what we say. Because everything we have is a gift. It's a gift you gave us. Our life is a gift and we thank you for it. We do not want to abuse or take it for granted in any way. Salvation is a precious gift. That has redeemed the other gifts you've given us such as life. And we give you praise and glory. In the name of Jesus, just praise God that you're free. Just praise God that you're free. Praise you, Lord, for freedom. Praise you, Lord, for freedom. Praise you, Lord, for freedom. Praise you, Lord, for the two-edged sword. Praise you for the dividing asunder. Praise you for the separation of flesh and spirit. We praise you, hallelujah. We give you glory for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We praise you for the spirit of the Lord. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. And we praise you for that unction in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shout out, I'm free. free. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We bless you. You're blessed. We love you. We'll be here Sunday morning. We're going to have a great time. And uh, we bless you. Be here at 9 o'clock, 9.15, foundation class. I heard they had a wonderful time. Usually preaching my message before I get to preach it. Watch it, bro. And they have an awesome time, so we encourage you about that 915 Foundation class. Then we'll be here at 1030. Awesome worship and praise and then the word. We love you. God bless you. If you need prayer, we'll be here to minister to you. We love you. God bless you. Tell one another you love them. We'll see you Sunday. Amen.